Welcome to Movement is My Constant. In this podcast, I invite movement professionals to share their embodied knowledge through open conversations as an inspiration for organizations and leaders to design and influence the future of work. And the interesting thing I find still after 27 years of training uh, about this particular martial art is most martial arts are about how do I win the fight? And Aikido is about how do we get beyond this win-lose thinking without uh, getting hurt ourselves or starting to hurt others. My guest today is Anita Palfast. She's a coach in organizational leadership and does it through her embodied learning from more than 20 years of martial arts, namely Aikido. One of the few Dutch women with a fourth degree black belt Aikido, Anita believes the future of organizational leadership could use more of the embodied learning of Aikido. So therefore, her mission is to translate the core values of this practice and turning it mainstream in both national and international grounds. I'm here today at her office in Leiden to experience her integrative practice as I'm briefly led through a compact coach session by her and I'm looking to understand how to move from the ego mind into a values mind. Yeah, so it's good to to maybe first investigate a bit what your question could be for this short session mm -hmm. so that we have something to work towards. And I ask you to think about uh, communication when communication gets tougher, mm -hmm. what you run into. So you asked me about flight, freeze flight. or fight. Yes. Yeah. So uh, why I ask these questions mm -hmm. is um, in order to make you aware that everything is interlinked. We all have uh, these primary reactive patterns. Mm -hmm. So the primary reaction is indeed flight, fight or freeze, okay. combined with the secondary reaction, which is to do with our emotions, mm -hmm. that becomes a package and then that drives our behavior. So I always say to clients, when there's not a lot of insecurity, yeah. we are all... Uh, our best selves. Right. Uh, we can mm. dig into our resources yeah. and, and, and we can uh, think along and um, be creative, take decisions. But when um, there are conditions that make it more difficult, mm -hmm. either it's in ourselves uh, because we have mm. uh, something tough going on at home mm. or, or, or our own judgments about ourselves, uh, that shows up first as tension pressure in the body and it goes very quick the pressure yeah. is somewhere in the body uh, it triggers emotions and it triggers thoughts and before we know it we are into a reactive pattern and so what we what we learn in Aikido mm -hmm. in a way that is taught via a martial art is how do we stay out of those reactive patterns when we get attacked mm -hmm. And the interesting thing I find still after 27 years of training uh, about this particular martial art is most martial arts are about how do I win the fight? And Aikido is about how do we get beyond this win-lose thinking? How can mm -hmm. we get beyond the fight uh, without uh, getting hurt ourselves or starting to hurt others? When I go to organizations, 
people hurt each other a lot as well, even though it's not physically. Yeah. So there's a lot of undercurrent going on, a lot of tension and a lot of pushing, pulling, yeah. but, but not in a physical way. Right. So what I'd like to let you experience mm -hmm. is those patterns. So we're going to go into a fight pattern and a flight pattern. Okay. And then how do we do this in the Aikido way? We're talking here about this model, a stimulus response results. Mm -hmm. There's a trigger and the question is how do you respond to the trigger? Okay. So the fight, flight, freeze is really very deep okay. ingrained in us, in our, in our brains mm -hmm. and in our whole system. The emotional uh, part is more here in the, in, the, in the heart area, the chest area. Yeah. And that goes round, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It also takes our, our thoughts with, with it. And before you know it, you go either into full primary reactive pattern, okay. so no awareness, yeah. uh, and you just start hitting back or f you want to go away from the situation or you freeze. Uh, when you are a little bit more aware, it's you go kind of in and out. Um, but you don't really have a choice. Okay. Uh, the pattern runs you. Okay. In Aikido, we learn to center ourselves. That means that you can kind of neutralize yourself, even though you feel that you start to get triggered. Yeah. Your awareness is so developed yeah. that you can still handle and still keep yourself open. Okay. And that's what makes you still have a choice. How okay. am I going to respond? Okay. Which then, of course, has an effect on your results. Let's maybe first uh, stretch a little bit and let, let go of, of, of tensions. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to take you through a first uh, pattern. Okay, so why are you pushing back? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, not, I'm being pushed back. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So this is a very silly example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I haven't really mm -hmm. said what I'm going to do, but I'm gonna, uh, all of a sudden I'm pushing you. Yeah, yeah. First yeah. thing you do is push back. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's a reactive pattern. Really natural, yeah. Uh, pushing back in a way, fighting back. You're being pushed, so you push back. We're now both gonna push because mm -hmm. I want to convince you of that, and you want to convince me of the other. Okay. Um, try to see if you can observe the physical sensations that happen in you. Mm -hmm. uh, it may be that thoughts come up, right? And maybe an emotion is triggered. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you maybe give a few words of how you experienced this? What did you notice most? I was doubting myself. So I was just really trying to, okay, don't panic. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you panic, you're going to fall. Yeah. That was <laughs> Yeah. So what I hear, a lot of thought. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of assessing the situation and, 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 and mm. evaluating. What happened to the breath? Have you noticed that? I was probably, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were up and health. It's, it's, it's probably your dominant reaction. Okay. Your dominant okay. reaction probably is more like a fight reaction. Okay. Or freeze, but not a yeah. fight. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that mostly happens with people who are more into actually dominant fight reactive. Yeah. Uh, even if the instruction is practice flight. Yeah. The body takes over and stays there. Wow. And then the mind says, oh no, I had to I had to give up. Oh yeah, I give up. So what happens a lot with people is that we all have a dominant mm -hmm. reaction. Yeah. Uh, which plays out in a certain way. Yeah. Um, but life experiences uh, uh, sometimes tell us that our dominant reaction is not okay. Uh, and then we develop the opposite. 
Yeah. Uh, so what you then sometimes see is that people have a tendency to fight. Uh, they either freeze or, or, or flee, or they, yeah. so they stop uh, voicing themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the other way around, those who have been too much uh, in, in holding back, yeah. all of a sudden go and do the opposite and become pretty forceful. Interesting. Yeah, so that's yeah. what humans have a tendency to do. All those primary uh, patterns have their value. Yeah, so it's not about... Uh, that they are not useful, yeah. but most of the time we play them out too often uh, and they don't result really in good cooperation, good communication, uh, good decision making. Yeah. And they, they kind of drive our behavior and they are often in overdrive. When people come to me either as individual coaching or, or with teams, mm-hmm. uh, it has to do with how they are together or themselves in an overdrive somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And they start noticing that the result of the way they work together or the way they work for themselves together with others is not giving the results they want. So in Aikido, we learn to neutralize ourselves in the moment. And that's where the martial arts uh, actually comes in. In, in most organizational contexts, people know exactly what's needed. It's not the lack of knowledge. But in the moment, something else takes over. Huh? And that's why it's important to train these things physically, mm-hmm. because it's only in the moment that you can learn to train yourself differently. Huh? So in the martial art, you let yourself get attacked. Uh, and rather than uh, continue to practice your primary reactive patterns, yeah. you learn to... Go beyond that yeah. by neutralizing yourself in the moment. Okay. So that's what we're going to do right now. Cool. Yeah. So let's uh, uh, take a little bit of space each for ourselves. And then, um, you then stand with your feet on shoulder width. And the first thing we're just gently going to do is breathe uh, in and out a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to guide ourselves in how we're going to do that. Okay. It's a little bit like a yoga exercise or sure. mindfulness or whatever. Yeah. Um, so as you breathe in, uh, pretend that your breath goes up the spine okay. and that somebody pulls on the top of your head as if there is a little rope on the top of your head. Okay. And that somebody pulls your spine a little bit upwards so that you lengthen yourself. Okay, so let's do that together. You breathe in and you lengthen yourself upwards. Then as you breathe out, imagine as if your breath is like water and it runs down your face. And you check, is there any tension in my... And then you let go a bit of that. And then as you breathe out, your breath runs like water down your face and you let go of tension in the jaw, the neck, the shoulders, the hips and the knees. And as you continue to breathe in your own space and you try to imagine that your arm, it's like a fire hose. And a fire hose, that is water coming out Mm -hmm. and it's a really strong water flow. And you stay in that and now I'm going to come near you and I'm going to try and bend your arm again in the same way. So you just continue to breathe and let go of all this water flow. Yes, okay, very well. That's incredible. Yeah. (laughs) What we've just done is actually we stepped into our energy power, our key power, by keeping ourselves open and letting water flow. Mm -hmm. As if we let water flow. Key is a bit of a a difficult concept to grasp. Energy in our body. We know we have energy in our bodies. But uh, how do you you work with the energy? So that's why I compare it to water. As if water is running, eh? and it's about keeping our energy flowing. What you notice 
a completely different relationship to yourself and the other and a different sense of your own inner power. Let's take a little bit of a moment to reflect yeah. even more on this. Yeah. In all the three realms, like physical sensations, thoughts, emotions, what else comes up for you? Everything had the exact same energy. The arm is smaller than the legs, but there was all equal energies mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the fact that I had to use much less strength, like, and my brain was just, okay, let's go with the flow, instead of, okay, you have to put energy in that arm, because otherwise we won't make Yeah, because that last thing that you mentioned, that's yeah. the win-lose thought. And when you step into centeredness, uh, you step into a different arena, beyond that fight-flight thinking. So yeah. other thoughts come up, you feel different, yeah. and you open up other possibilities. Exactly. And that's where the different results come in, come in, because now you have a choice. What's really going on here in this situation, mm -hmm. and what is needed? When I work with teams and, 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 and coaching clients, uh, this is the basis, and from there we start developing that inner sense, because yeah. everybody has it, but we haven't really developed it, because yeah. our world is so set on competition, and win-lose thinking, mm -hmm. that all other ways we behave are yeah. ingrained with that. Mm -hmm. And so we need to learn to step out of that into something else. So first thing to learn is to get back in touch with what's happening in you when the tension rises. Then can I manage that? And can I then uh, stay in touch with myself and with the other and flow with flow that? With that. Welcome, Anita, to Movement is My Constant. Thank you very much. <laughs> we are surrounded by Anita's favorite quotes. Do you want to read us one of your favorite quotes? Yeah, sure. Um, the first quote I'd like to read out is uh, by Viktor Frankl, who is a psychiatrist, and he uh, survived the Holocaust. And he said that between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Now, why I find this really important is because we often, as human beings, have the sense that we don't really have a choice and that other people do things to us. And that's why we need to defend ourselves or start retaliating. But actually, when you really look at it, there is a space and we can choose ourselves. How do we respond to a situation? And that's where we actually can find our own power. Um, and that helps us to be free in the world and grow as a human mm -hmm. being. Yeah. And I like how you really drew space. In the paper, there's really a gap in between yes. stimulus and response. So it's clear this is what I mean by space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Very yeah. And what was interesting, if I can maybe then bring in a mat uh, mm -hmm. expression. So when we are on, on the Aikido mat and mm -hmm. train the technical side of, of Aikido, uh, my teacher sometimes says that the space may be zero seconds, <laughs> but there is always a moment uh, when you get attacked that you then uh, need to choose, what do I do? And it's that awareness that we train. When you do this physically, of course, you, you let yourself get attacked physically. There is not really space. You need yeah. to move immediately. But the question is, how do I move? And do I move in such a way that I go into resistance? Or do I, what we teach or learn in Aikido, can we move with the, the power of the other and then neutralize it? 
Yeah, it's almost like you could, the way I visualize it is stopping time and everything that occurs after that, it's because you have been able to be in that moment of freezing the time yeah. and create a new, a new path or a new journey. Yeah, that's a nice way of describing yeah. it. The reason, of course, you, you bring Aikido is because you are extremely aware of, of what are organizations in need for today. Mm -hmm. And I read through your uh, website, and, and it's a known uh, word, uh, the ego mind. We talked a little bit about it. Thinking about the, the ego mind, what are organizations lacking today? I think that in our whole lifestyle, uh, and therefore also in organizations, somehow our, our society is ingrained with competitive thinking and with win-lose thinking. And, and we could say that that's actually part of the ego mind. That makes it when we feel triggered, we go into our reactive modes of have fight, flight, or freeze. I believe that in organizations, if people learn to deal better with getting triggered and how to respond more from a, what we would say in Aikido, centeredness, a neutralizing mode rather than from the ego, there is much less defensive stances, uh, pushing and pulling, uh, and then we can actually really work towards the goals that we want to achieve. And the ego stands in the way of us achieving our goals. Do you think the ego is just a rational or is there an embodied ego? Oh, that's a difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that uh, as human beings, we also need in a certain way the ego part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's not that we need to do away with that. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but it would be good if we are more aware of it and mm -hmm. that we can also see the impact, the destructive impacts that we sometimes have on others and on situations. Yeah. And if we learn to manage those better from a different stance, mm -hmm. um, I think we would be more uh, nice to each other, yeah. more uh, creative and we would be able to really create a better world. So I, I know you also come from a background of a very organizational culture. Just to give yeah. a bit of context, mm -hmm. how did you experience that? I personally would call that more like the reactive patterns of how people behave mm -hmm. rather than call it ego. Uh, but reactive patterns I see all around in, in meetings, people taking stances and then either... Uh, uh, taking a back seat and not sharing their experience or their their view and points anymore, mm. or uh, people um, pushing others mm. uh, uh, metaphorically mm -hmm. uh, to drive points through, mm -hmm. as an example. Um, uh, yeah, office politics. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, you name it. You know, uh, when you enter the arena of the organization. Uh, often there's more fighting, even though it's not physically, than uh, on the Aikido mat, for yeah. example. It's powerful to say that. It still feels that we're bringing this survival mode. Definitely, into... yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so uh, because we perp perpetuate mm. this way of working mm -hmm. um, through lack of awareness, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that's what happens. Yeah. We continue to operate like that. Mm -hmm. Although somewhere we are trying to move more towards 
co-creation and, 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 and self-guiding teams. And, and we, we know that uh, leadership is more now about coaching others rather than uh, the old control and command ways of working. Uh, we know all that and we, we try to, to move towards that. But the reactiveness in ourselves as human beings is very strong and deeply ingrained. And so what I have learned from this martial art is how to deal with that in a constructive way and how to, uh, yeah, maybe combine both. Yes, of course, we're human beings and we get triggered easily. Uh, and that's also maybe the beauty of being a human being. Uh, but at the same time, if we bring a bit more awareness to the way we operate, mm. um, we can move more towards, uh, yeah, the things we want to strive for in right. a in a constructive way rather than from those reactive stances. Yeah. Yeah, because even if we, uh, I mean, it's what you were saying about the way we are trying to change the work culture or the yeah. work floor. Uh, it is towards a more constructive, more uh, perhaps more inclusive way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, so so in in organizations it would be important in my view to to have more reflective spaces uh, mm -hmm. maybe literally spaces but also uh, uh, creates uh, times where people reflect together on okay what are we doing how are we doing mm -hmm. are we doing what we should be doing and where does it go wrong and what can we learn from that yes do you want to give us a little bit of a context from your background your professional background uh, so i was like a like a sales manager uh, had a few clients um, that I had that I managed uh, uh, importing uh, equipment, mm -hmm. boat equipment. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so really like tangible stuff, huh? boat yeah. equipment uh, uh, for pleasure craft. I've done it for a couple of years, and then I moved on to uh, the financial industry, a big international bank here in the Netherlands. Uh, and my background is a bit of a combination of economics, international uh, commerce, as well as uh, business psychology. Mm. And I wanted to actually do more with the business psychology, mm -hmm. and somehow I ended up in a bank, <laughs> <laughs> um, in the risk management uh, departments, uh, which, which helped me a lot to understand how uh, processes in, in the organization work. Mm. And to really look at, okay, but there's processes, but there's people working together, and how does that go? Over the years, more and more, I started to see the connections, eh, so that I actually learned on the mat um, how to manage myself better, staying out of these reactive patterns. And then I started to see more and more that I actually applied that in the way that I uh, had my conversations with the departments, uh, the way I manage myself uh, in team meetings or with my boss. Uh, so somehow at a certain moment that awareness started to grow on myself that how oh, actually I operate differently. Uh, and that's where I started to also then see, okay, maybe I can, um, because I am becoming aware that I actually connect my experience on the mat with the way I operate in the organization, uh, can I not bring that in a certain way to mm. the organization? So that that's an idea that started to grow in myself. Mm. And, and for me, what is also important that uh, Aikido, it's a martial art. The word Do literally means the way or the life path. 
uh, and I means harmony and key means energy. Mm-hmm. So it's a life path of harmonizing energy. Uh, so in a nutshell, it means how do I harmonize with myself in such a way that I can walk through my life uh, with little resistance and work with the powers that play around me uh, and not go into control stances. Mm-hmm. So how can I teach that maybe to others as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, do I practice what I learn? Huh? So it's nice to stand on the mat and, and, and learn the techniques of Aikido. And of course, it's, it's sportive and, and, and interesting and all the rest of it. But when you step down from the mat and you go into in the rest of your life, how do you then behave? Do you then actually behave according to what you are being taught in the Aikido principles, or are you a big jerk <laughs> who uh, also continues to take stances of control in the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. So I find that really important, yeah. that what I learn, that I actually try to live that wherever I go, in my personal life, in my professional life, and I find it even so important that I made my own business of it, yeah. and I try to teach this to others. Yeah, it really shows that you're not using the the practice as an escape from whatever happens outside or in other parts of your mm-hmm. life. So I know from personal experience that the teaching of Aikido is very easy to understand, but really hard to do, because as human beings, we get triggered so quickly. I always tell my clients as well, you know, I've now been practicing this martial art about 27 years, and I still get triggered in my daily life too, in my personal relations or at work, or as an entrepreneur, I run into stuff, and then I go into my little self, you know, I know what that's like. And I know it's not easy, and at the same time, I have learned to work on that and to develop that and to keep the mirror up for myself also regularly so what i try to teach my clients i also practice myself because i find that really important it's not a trick i want to learn to others because then it's not sustainable i want people to learn to make changes that last for themselves and so that's what i need to do myself as well you're trying to create journeys of change not yes. necessarily this is 10 best ways for you to change good luck <laughs> no no so that completely shifts the way we are looking into the ego mind mm-hmm. versus the values mind creating values that can be sustainable mm-hmm. something that you can uh, integrate towards your life i quote a statement from your website yes where you say After four years in the export industry and 10 years in the international financial world, I felt called upon to support organizations in a different way. There's a book called The Craftsman by Mm -hmm. Richard Sennett, and he says the following. Every good craftsman conducts a dialogue between concrete practices and thinking. This dialogue evolves into sustaining habits, and these habits establish a rhythm between problem-solving and problem finding creating a craft how is it for you do you see it as a craft do you see yourself as a craftsman mm-hmm. it's an interesting question i've never looked at it <laughs> in that way <laughs> yeah maybe it's 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 a way to describe what i'm doing that i'm trying to build a craft in how to bridge the experience and the knowledge that i've gained in all those years of mat experience and the experience that i have in organizations and how to bring that across in a way that is practical, understandable, and doable. Because I find that quite important. Um, 
I understand that many people won't, uh, like me, uh, step on the mat and practice a couple of times a week in order to uh, learn this. Uh, so how can I um, clear the way for people in organizations so that in a relatively short amount of time, they can also learn about this right. and maybe that's the craftsmanship that yeah. you're talking about it's a, it's it's quite a pioneering way way i must say yeah <laughs> and i would also like to add one more layer to it which is the time mm-hmm. i believe that there's at least and we talked about this previously at least 10 years for you to develop anything mm-hmm. like a good stable knowledge amount of knowledge because we're talking about time how do you make sure that they will use that in a sort of a more longer trajectory. Mm -hmm. It's not just to solve one situation. It's a big challenge because um, I'm generalizing a bit here, Mm -hmm. but the tendency of organizations is still to stay a bit on the safe side and and choose the traditional bigger training companies, still the more cognitive ways of getting trained. The way I do it, you need some guts in order to step into it. And you need to submit yourself to, even though they are simple, but physical exercises together with others. And and so you're being challenged in quite a different way. So it takes a bit of courage in order to choose for uh, Aikido at work, (laughs) the way of working. And and so what I'm noticing is that in organizations, as I just said, the tendency still is to be a bit on the safe side and, and to maybe do one workshop. My challenge is to somehow make clear you don't change behaviors overnight. So you need to at least have a shorter or longer program uh, in order to actually make a change last. Uh, So that's inherent to the the organizational question. And sometimes I must say I am a bit surprised about how quickly they then still go for, yeah, well, maybe it's not that bad. And mm, let's, uh, yeah, well, we do want that, but uh, yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. (laughs) Between leadership and just management, there's a little bit of a difference. Mm -hmm. If you want to become a leader, you are going to know that things take time and you need to drive change in different ways. Yeah. And, and it also speaks maybe to the challenges in the organization in the sense of, uh, in a way, yes, of course, the awareness and the understanding that something else is necessary is growing. And at the same time, there is the still have the old structures that are there and the stakeholders that are uh, wanting to have a quick return on investment. And uh, there's all these tensions going on. So it is not easy to make courageous choices. Huh? I understand that as well. Mm-hmm. And how willing are you to commit beyond this session or this this group of sessions or this workshop and are you committed to your own goal of change Uh, are you courageous enough to actually take the decision then to follow a different way of going there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there you tap into uh, leadership what do people expect are they excited because they will learn about aikido are they afraid resistant what is the setting there Mm -hmm. Of course, there's all kinds of uh, things that people feel when they step into a session like this. Uh, overall, um, because they don't have an experience, they just don't know. So there's always a bit of a mix of feeling and some people who are more uh, have a personality who is interested in innovation are excited. Mm-hmm. And people who 
maybe are a little bit more, um, yeah, let's say conservative, might be a little bit scared or um, anxious or, um, yeah, not sure if this is something for me. A resistant, um, I must say, I, I, I don't meet a lot of full-out resistance. Um, then people might feel resistance during the session. Mm. Uh, but I think it's important um, for me to create an atmosphere of let's experiment, um, try to step into this different way of working as much as possible with an open mind, and and see what it brings you mm. and and let if you run into some kind of resistance let's reflect on that okay. uh, because it's part of the learning process yeah um so it i think it's important to also let all those uh, different stances be there because that's part of the way we operate in daily life so when you go into an organization uh, and uh, the manager says okay now we need to make this change uh, going you will have the same reactions some people will be excited some people will go into oh i'm not sure some people will get a bit scared or angry or whatever so all this mix of feelings will also be there when they step into a session that I'm bringing because mm. it's new and different. And and I can also say that I'm very relieved to see uh, that uh, around the world, because I also sometimes work uh, internationally, the human condition is everywhere the same. People go into stances of control. Um, uh, they either have flight reactions, fight reactions or freeze reactions. We all have that no matter where you live. And they play out in a certain way. Everybody has, let's say, Aikido skills in them too. They yeah. just need to be awakened. Okay. And they can come out very quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. And that's where people actually quite quickly already can make uh, progress. Yeah, that was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you about uh-huh. the patterns of stress or of, of positioning themselves in facing uh, yeah. challenges at yeah. work contexts. Yeah. And I was connecting it to the Western world Mm -hmm. because I'm also intrigued that now we are integrating these practices from the East uh, world, uh, from uh, Asia specifically. Is Mm -hmm. it because over there there's a different approach to work? I don't think so. I think it's it's universal. I've I've been a little bit to Asia. Mm -hmm. Um, I must say my main experience is in the Western world, but I also have been a little bit to Asia. Um, and, and, and there's the same mm. uh, I mean it will play out maybe differently because you of course have different cultures and the pressure on people and on organizations you have that everywhere you go to Asia are they surprised that they see their own traditions being used yes there is a, okay. a surprise uh, indeed <laughs> interesting uh, <laughs> I think it's more has to do with maybe the evolution overall in the world of had the mixing of traditions uh, um, and had the, the the separateness of everything. So, mm-hmm. yes, a martial art is a separate thing that you practice, and, and an organization you lead it's a separate thing. And and uh, in the world, there's a lot of separateness, mm-hmm. and to approach things in a separate way, uh, and maybe it's part of the evolution that um, if I if I go back to Aikido that. Uh, it's a relatively young martial art. Uh, the founder died in 1969. So it's only in the, let's say, 40s, 50s that 
Japanese Aikido people came to the West and started to teach Aikido in the Western world and that some Westerners came to Japan. So I guess each one also brings a different perspective over what it is a tradition or, or an ancient Japanese tradition. Does that also play a role? Um, uh, well, I think more maybe the cultural backgrounds. Uh, mm. It's again a bit of a generalization, but uh, what I have noticed when I go to Asia, in Asia, the the collective is more important in general than the individual. Mm. Uh, whereas in the Western world, the individual is more important than the collective. Mm. So what I notice in sessions is that in general, they would pay more attention and they would become, come into the session more with, a, okay, what what can I learn here? And in the Western world, I often see a bit more stances of, okay, show me first what you got so that I can decide if this is really of value, you know, but, but it's a bit of a generalization. I wanted to jump into a completely different question. What about movement during your childhood? Because I told you I wanted to explore that. It's a very interesting question because I've never really given that any thought, to be honest. <laughs> Great. Um, but as you ask this, and I and I go back to childhood memories, I I I know I was a child that liked moving. I mean, I haven't done that many sports. I liked uh, the contact with literally the ground and playing on the ground. I love nature and. My parents liked camping, so we, we camped when we went on holidays, mm. which is also literally uh, uh, lying in a tent on the Mother Earth and being in touch with that and um, uh, quite primitive uh, <laughs> way of living. Uh, mm. And, and I, know I like that a lot, mm. somehow to be feeling one with the Earth and the surroundings and being in the body. Yeah. And not just in the mind. I do find it very important yeah, to help people reconnect to themselves. Yeah. Uh, what I see, of course, a lot in organizations is uh, I, I come mostly in high the educated contexts. Mm -hmm. People reside in their heads and uh, they they bring their body uh, as a limousine for the brain. Uh, so, uh, uh, and you lose touch with a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's scary in a way to get back in touch with what else is living in you, huh? in the yeah. body and the emotions. Uh, but it's such a richness. And also, I, I really believe that, uh, again, with the bigger challenges that we face as humankind and in, on the earth, um, when individuals would get more in touch with themselves and be more integrated, mm. uh, that would really be helpful for together trying to solve these issues and move forward and be more compassionate towards each other and and give some space to each other yeah. and, and, and try to make our livings in a different way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree because, like I've said before, stress is not going to disappear. No. It just takes different, different yeah. uh, contacts or, or roles almost. Yeah. Yeah. We have to change ourselves in yes. order to face those stresses, yeah. right? Yeah. Because the the it, when we close down, yeah, so what that's what happens when when there's stress or pressure, we start to close down uh, and so we cut ourselves off from our own experience because it's so intense that we 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 have difficulty managing that and going there. It's very 
uh, scary and, 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 and all those emotions that come up. But it makes us also uh, harsh towards ourselves and towards others. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes us polarize. When you look at the current world, there's a lot of polarization going on on a very big scale, but also on small scales. So the path of reconnecting to ourselves uh, in our own daily lives at home, but in the organizations, I think really will help us to move forward and to try and find solutions together. Besides the Aikido Mm -hmm. and besides your own professional path, you clearly have developed yourself with uh, many influences, like from psychology or embodiment... You were a student of Wendy Palmer? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've uh, done a few uh, of her trainings. Okay. I've also done one of uh, Richard Sturzy Heckler. There's a couple of different uh, Aikido masters around the world that have also um, have been an inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. A different way of approaching Aikido. Huh? Not so much the technical side, but more uh, what do we really learn from this and how can we express it in the movement? Those kind of uh, sessions, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a, a huge range of disciplines as well, yeah, that were beneficial for your, yeah. Uh, But also dialogue. I mean, I'm also part of the art of participatory leadership or art of hosting a global community, uh, which is more based on different ways of having a d- good dialogue uh, together. Uh, yeah, and for me, good dialogue is like good Aikido. How can we keep ourselves open so that we can actually uh, listen to the other, um, co-create solutions for big questions that are in front of us? Um, So good dialogue is also something that would be helpful in organizations. Let's look a little bit into the future. Mm -hmm. If your mission is to make it mainstream, what do you hope to achieve by the end of this year? Uh, Wow. (laughs) 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 And what do you need to do it yeah just simply speaking uh, I want to do more programs in organizations like a couple of sessions or maybe a year program or a half year program uh, in order to help uh, the organization with their specific question to move forward just to give a very clear example um, I have an organization that wants to have more um, coaching leadership so that the the leaders of the organization use more their coaching skills so I've developed a program for that Um, so those kind of programs um, I'd like to run more so that at the end of this year um, yeah many people have been exposed to this way of working and are becoming a fan and and um, are uh, wanting more of it and are telling it to their uh, colleagues in their networks and other organizations uh, start tapping on my door (laughs) and uh, asking for that as well. When we met, we talked about this workshop of two days. Yeah. Um, A two-day workshop is like a condensed way of really exposing people to... They come in with a personal question, what they want to work on. And together with the group, I I take them through different experience and I make a red thread towards the goal, overall goal, the theme of the, for example, leadership presence. How do I build my personal presence as a leader, whether it's for my own life or leading others, and develop that and, and have a better view on what it is in me and really have an experience of what that means. Um, and work towards that in those two days. So it's like a crash course. Yeah. So my last question is, Mm -hmm. if Aikido is your constant, why does it matter? Um, It matters because in current times, with so much 
tension and stress and challenges uh, going on, I really believe that this particular martial art can teach people how to stand in the midst of all of that uncertainty and chaos and huge challenges that have a tendency to maybe even overwhelm us, how to ground ourselves in the midst of that and take a next step towards yeah, a constructive future together. Beautiful. Thank you for being here, for your uh, vast knowledge, uh, not only in the martial arts. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> It's a pleasure to... And, and uh, interesting questions that you've been asking me. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Mm -hmm.